listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Monsters by Rilia on AO3. Chapter 3. Oh, what the fuck? Elliot heard the reporter behind him whisper, watching as the next witness approached the stand. Kimberly Thomas was all of eight years old and shaking from head to foot, with a lopsided pink ribbon tied at the end of the long, straight braid that ran down the center of her back. Shaking as she approached the stand, the place where she would sit and recount the crimes of the man sitting behind the defense table, the man who had hurt her, and God only knew how many others. Eight years old was too young to face such horror, Elliot thought. Eight years old was much too young to show such courage. But little Kimberly was not alone. As she marched through the courtroom, a demon walked beside her. Not her demon. Her demon had not settled yet and was perched on her shoulder in the shape of a sparrow for the moment though it had been a little green lizard when Elliot last saw her, changing as she was changing, growing as she was growing. Not so the demon that walked beside her. That demon had settled. That demon was a cluse. Olivia was standing in the back of the courtroom. Elliot didn't have to turn around and know she was there. Where a cluse could be found, there his person would be also. And Elliot always seemed to know when she was near seemed to feel it, as he felt it now. Even if he hadn't been aware of the plan, even if he hadn't known that Olivia was the one who had taken charge of Kimberly's safety, he would have felt her close to hand. It scared him sometimes, the knowing. Ocluse walked slowly, silently, matched his gait to that of the girl beside him, and her hand rested on top of his massive head, her fingers buried in his soft fur touching him, and a whisper filtered through the courtroom at that, a whisper of fear, a whisper of confusion. Must be her father's, he heard someone say. It was a good guess. A child might touch a parent's demon and think nothing of it. It was a good guess, but a wrong one. Elliot had never, in all his life, seen anyone give as much of themselves to others as Olivia did had never seen a demon behave the way a cluse did, putting himself between victims and the world that meant to hurt them, running headlong into danger with his woman at his side, risking everything, always, just to help. He'd never seen anything like this, like a cluse walking with the girl right up into the box, standing by her side while she swore her oath in a trembling voice, resting his head on her lap, and letting her stroke him while she delivered her testimony. Comfort, that's what he gave her. Strength and protection. His dark eyes fixed on the perp, watchful and unblinking. A warning there. A warning that seemed to say, not this one. This. This one is one of mine, and you will not have her. Two years now, Olivia had been with us for you, and Elliot wasn't the only one who noticed wasn't the only one who saw her demon go willingly to strangers, saw him warm them, soothe them, calm them. 
Their second case together, a young woman had been attacked in her apartment, was huddled on the floor of her bathroom, unwilling to move, unwilling to speak, and the crime scene techs and the medics and the unis had been loitering, watching as a approached her, all on his own. Olivia hung back, and the girl recoiled in terror from the wolf, but he did not stop, just kept going until he was right beside her, and then he laid his head down in her lap, and she wept and clutched at him, held him tight until she was calm enough to speak. They had all seen it, and word spread like wildfire, and everybody knew now. It was unnatural, really, the way Ecluse behaved. Unheard of. She's either holy or insane. That's what people said about Olivia, about this woman whose heart was so open, so fierce, so determined, that her demon would so freely touch and be touched. Most of the time, Elliot figured the truth was somewhere in the middle. Sometimes he figured it was both. With a clouse there to guard her, Kimberly delivered her testimony and walked back out again, and Elliot followed after her. Watched Olivia open the door to her, watched the girl pause and hug her once, a desperate, clinging grasp, before dropping to her knees to wrap her arms around a thick neck. He watched Kimberly's parents come rushing up, eager to take their daughter away from that place, their eyes wide and full of wonder as they watched her holding on to the fearsome wolf, as they watched him nuzzle against her, calming and comforting, not a threat. He watched them walk away, and then he was alone in the corridor with Olivia and their wolves. She did good, he said. Yeah, she did, Olivia agreed. Alina and Ecluse had a bad habit, one they'd developed from the moment they first met, of standing far too close together, and they did so now, their heavy bodies forming a blockade right in front of the door to the courtroom, a barrier no man could cross. Jesus, Elliot wished they wouldn't do that. It wasn't right. It wasn't... It wasn't what demons were meant to do. It wasn't what friends did. To stand so close to touch so easily, to move so completely in sync with one another that it felt at times as if they shared one heart, one mind. Their proximity, their familiarity with one another was a great big flashing neon sign. Too close, it screamed. Too close. They were too close, Ecluse and Alina, Elliot and Olivia. Too much the same. And he and Liv, they'd learned to hide it learned to keep their hands to themselves, learned not to stand too close, but no one could reason with a wolf, and their demons would not be swayed. It felt wrong, somehow. Like someone had taken Elliot's heart right out of his chest and put it on display, and no one, no one was ever meant to see so much of him. Only he couldn't hide it, not when a clouse was near. Everybody knows, he'd think in moments like this looking at those wolves. Kathy knew, must have known, from the moment she first clapped eyes on Ecluse, because she stopped talking about having Olivia over for dinner, stopped asking about her. Kathy had seen that Liv's heart looked just like his, and she didn't want to know any more about it. A distance had begun to spring up between them, between Elliot and Kathy, a chasm too wide to cross, with no way to bridge the gap. There were things she was keeping from him, he thought. 
There were certainly things he was keeping from her. Let's go home, Olivia, he said, and she nodded, turned away, and they walked out of the courthouse together, their demons walking side by side between them. Can you back up? The perp demanded. He directed his, he directed his words towards Olivia, who was leaning down to stare hard into his face, but he was looking at a cluse, reclining on his haunches right beside the chair where the perp was sitting, his lips drawn back to show his razor-sharp teeth. The guy had a fucking rat for a demon, and it was cowering in the pocket of his jacket, hiding from those teeth the way the perp no doubt wanted to do himself. What's the matter, Billy? Olivia asked. I thought you liked getting close to women. They were close to breaking him, Elliot was sure. They were close. They were so fucking close. The guy was sweating bullets, and a clue scared him shitless. And Liv had been pushing all the right buttons. This time, this interrogation, he decided to let Liv lead. Was just leaning back against the wall with Alina beside him, watching it all unfold, and keeping his expression as blank as possible to avoid drawing attention. He needed the perp focused on Liv just now. On Liv and Ecluse. He wanted this guy nervous. You don't gotta get all up in my face, the perp grumbled. He was twitching in his seat, trying to shift away from her, but Liv wasn't having it. She just leaned closer, smacked her hand down on the table on top of the picture of the victim, drawing the perp's gaze there. Tell me about Lena, Billy, she said very softly. I don't want... Tell me about what you did to Lena, Billy. Tell me how you hurt her. Could you just... I know you want to tell me, Billy. I can see it in your eyes. Back the fuck up, bitch, Billy snapped, leaping to his feet so fast he very nearly clocked Liv's chin with the top of his head. Nearly, but she was quick too. Got herself out of the way before he could hurt her. Not that he'd ever had the chance to, really, because the second the word bitch left his lips, Alina snarled. Alina, who had been silent and still and calm throughout the interrogation, she snarled. And then she was running, leapt easily from the floor onto the interrogation table and threw herself at Billy. The guy let out a scream like a rabbit caught in a trap as 150 pounds of pure animal rage crashed into his chest. Alina's vast paws on his shoulder, the force of her attack sending him toppling to the floor, pinned beneath her weight, the chair skittering out from underneath him. Holy shit. Elliot had only ever seen her react like that in a war zone when he was in danger, fierce and looking to hurt, to maim, to kill, to do whatever it took to keep him safe. Only now it wasn't him she was protecting. It was Olivia. She bared her teeth and hung her head low by Billy's neck, and he actually whimpered, his eyes wild, desperate, looking around for some sort of aid, but all he saw was a cluse, black as the night, stalking slowly towards him and snarling. At that point, Billy pissed his pants. I'll tell you, he babbled, sobbing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you what I did, just please, please call them off. I think this counts as coercion, Elliot thought glumly. He raised his eyes from the terrible scene on the other side of the table, Alina's heavy body pinning Billy to the floor, a cluse close in hand with murder in his eyes. Elliot looked up and found Olivia watching him. 
looking to him to confirm they were on the same page. They were, and so he nodded, and she did too. Alina, she said very softly, and Elliot's demon heard her and obeyed. That was unnatural too. The way Alina responded to Olivia, heard her, when the only person she should have taken orders from was Elliot himself. Slowly, very slowly, she heaved herself up and off of Billy, and then Alina and Ecluse retreated. Flanking Olivia like two soldiers guarding their queen, while Billy wept on the floor. Take a minute, Olivia told him. Get yourself together, then we'll talk. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.